This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperweiss. Shout out to all the Golden Lobsters out there, or those of you who have not yet opted into the Golden Lobster GL program. A lot of people have been jumping on the GL program. I think so, yeah. People are really taken to this new Golden Lobster <laughs> moniker. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so if you missed last week's episode, then you do not yet know that we have implemented a Copper Crab podcast hotline. So That's right. Hotline. If you want to submit a Maybe. question to the podcast, of course, you can still email us at coppercrabpodcast at gmail.com or you can call in uh, to 615-420-7342. You can also text that number. We just found out a yeah, few minutes ago. Yeah, we just figured out that uh, you can shoot texts over to the Copper Crab hotline. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. who knows? You might get a text back. You, you might get a saying? text back. From one of us. A freaky DK text back. The producer of the podcast might text you back. <laughs> also, uh, <laughs> so we have a bunch of tour exclusives that we put up into our Big Cartel merch store, which we're going to put a link in the description. All of that stuff is sent by me. So if you're ordering from the big cartel, I'm sending everything. You can write us notes. We always write back. Uh, there's a bunch of cool shit that we took on Tech Trek there that I don't think we'll be taking on our next run. No. Maybe one or two. But uh, So go grab that stuff. It is completely for you guys right now. We haven't announced it on the band pages. So you guys get stuff about a week and a half in, it, in advance in this case. So go grab stuff before yeah. it sells out because before I know we gone. are running low on a few shirts. Everyone's probably going to wonder about the jerseys too. We don't sell jerseys. We do not sell jerseys. These are Merseys. So shout out to Murray who yeah. has been making his rounds, getting sick jerseys made for everyone. Uh, we got these a couple of months ago. I think we wore them already, but yeah, I, actually never, I've never worn the basketball one. Oh, you haven't. Yeah. And I am number one, by the way. He's number one. I'm number 12 in honor of my late grandfather, who was 12X. My grandpa's a, an Iowa sprint car racing legend. Yeah. For those of you who don't know. Jerry Crab. Yep. The first crab to do it. Is there any uh, videos of that that exist? Yeah, I think so. I think you can go onto YouTube and look up videos of him. Wow. We'll have to do that. Yeah, I know. Sometimes. Right? If you guys don't know what sprint cars are, they're... <clears throat> Those weird cars that like have little wings on the top of them, racing cars. Yeah, they're like uh, wings that are asymmetrical, right? Yeah. Like one's going up and one's going down. Mm, I don't know. I don't know that much about fucking okay. sprint cars. Well, I remember in, <laughs> we had a neighbor when I was a kid who their family was like sprint car people. In California? They're yeah. sprint car yeah. people? Yeah, there are... Rednecks. Rednecks. That's I was Cal trying to a find California the word. redneck. Yeah, there's actually a lot. My grandfather was not a redneck. He just <laughs> liked to race <laughs> <laughs> and work on cars and do all of that stuff. But I mean, I mean, honestly, that's why I kind of a part, a big part of why we're not trying to be derogatory here. But I feel like I'm just fine fitting in here in the South. You got redneck in your blood. Well, it's like yeah, Santa Cruz and in the Santa Cruz mountains and stuff. Mm -hmm. You kind of have bros. Bro, or you know, people that are into like they're like mountain boating, yeah, like four wheeling, and you know, totally drinking I, beer, that kind of a thing. I have thought quite a few times about how our old neighbor, who now lives in our old house, actually would really fit in in Tennessee. 
Yeah, I'd be thriving here. Totally. For sure. Santa Cruz has a lot of like Tennessee type. Well, there's mountains there. Flat build dudes. Yeah, there's mountains there. So there's kind of a little bit of a mountainous culture. Yeah, totally. Totally. Which I'm I'm totally down for. I mean, don't get me wrong. Me too. I like places like that. I mean, we're we're out here thriving in Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) haven't. About it one, one of my favorite places ever. I love Tennessee. So, <laughs> trying to make that clear that we really like <laughs> we it. We love here. rednecks, not, everyone. Yeah. Redneck is not being used <laughs> slanderously here. We are down. As I'm fuck. aspiring. Okay, I love. I've been mowing the lawn Naveen quite loves a bit. Mowing. You're really I'm, good at it too. You, you're getting the hang of mowing. It takes a while to get the hang of it. Totally. But by I the time you get the hang of it, you're like sick of mowing. Yeah. At first, it's all cute. Naveen was out there with a, a bud or whatever. Bud yeah, light. Putting, putting beer. Well, the mower has a sp- cup holder. I know. What so. What do they think you're going to drink when you're on a fucking lawnmower? Well, sometimes I put my Bucky's ice water in there. Oh. So that's a good thing. Maybe they think you're going to drink ice water. Probably. Well, it gets <sighs> really hot out there. So That's true. Do you remember last week when I woke up and went outside and looked to my left and there was just a deer eating some of our plants yeah luckily we're not like obsessive garden people otherwise we might have hurt the deer oh like get the heck out of here yeah yeah i mean it was like basically on our porch no it was yeah right off to the left it scared me yeah but i there's a a huge animal population around us and i so a few weeks ago we were talking about this about how our cat caught a bunny and we got a comment about it on the video about um, how populations are dwindling of, you because know, of and it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. But I think this person may have been confused and thought we were still in California. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. here it is not like California. I think it's kind of like the opposite. Like yeah. there isn't predators. So there's just like tons of bunnies and deer running. We see deer every single day running through our neighborhood. I mean, the other day we saw a group of five Deer probably yeah. run across the street, mm-hmm. and then we were talking to our friends up the road, and they're saying that sometimes they see groups of ten to twenty deers. Yeah. So or deer. Deer. It's deer. Deer is the plural. <laughs> <laughs> That's why English is so such a weird <laughs> language, you know. But I mean, I don't know another language, so I can't really compare it. But all of the slang in the English language, <laughs> well, that's not even yeah, slang. It's but. hard to. It's hard, it's hard to, to keep up. Your, yeah, it's hard to keep up. It's hard for my grandma to keep up with me. Oh, your slang. Once yeah. I moved to California, uh, my slang was so, so thick that my grandma will say what, like yeah. every. I, I actually every find of it interesting that you don't to try to like uh, leave out slang when you're talking to your grandma. Me? Yeah. I don't leave out slang when I'm talking to anyone. That's true. Or cuss words. I, I, I know that. Like, <laughs> when I'm talking to my to grandma, I'm, I'm keeping it really straightforward. When I'm talking to your grandma. Trying to be grandma, as old-timey as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to keep it old-timey for the yeah. old-timers. I'm like, ah, no, shucks. I, I'm of, of a firm belief that I should treat everyone the same. Yeah, you think no so? No matter how old they are. Yeah. No matter how old-timey they are. Yeah, yeah, that, that works. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm just over here kicking it. I just don't uh, like when people get mad at me. Keeping it chainy. Yeah. Keeping it 100. But yeah, so there's um, maybe the bird populations are a problem, but, you know, cats killing all the birds. Could be. Um, I have heard that. 
Uh, we did get a multicolored necklace for Pappy, which we haven't put on him yet. That's true. So he could not catch birds. He got this little rainbow. It looks like a rainbow scrunchie that we're going to put it's around It's like a rainbow bib. Yeah. And apparently the reason why birds are always getting taken out by cats is because they can't see them coming. So if it has a rainbow thing on it, it'll fly away. So birds just are horrible, have horrible eyesight? You wouldn't think that I, because I don't it's think, a bird's yeah, eye I, I think they have good eyesight, but... Just not for cats. For some reason, the cats blend in, you know, because they're earth tone, <laughs> cats, cats got them. But anyway, I don't know. It hasn't seemed like it's a problem here. I mean, there's like hundreds of birds all around all I, the time. Well, a couple of weeks ago, you were... Uh, I think on the phone with your brother or someone and didn't they make a remark about how it seemed like you were in a jungle because they could hear all yeah, of the bird yeah. chatter They're going like, on It sounds you. like you're in a jungle because I was out back in the, uh, in the backyard. It honestly does feel like a jungle here. You see in Santa and tropical. Cruz yeah, yeah it feels like a tropical jungle. It's yeah. humid there are bugs everywhere there are bugs crawling around there are mosquitoes everywhere I'm constantly like finding fire ants and weird red spider creatures that have just taken over I've, the land. Do those? So I'm wondering if those are problematic. <clears throat> I am it kind of looks like a mix between a ladybug and a spider. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. Well, mm. I mean, when you see it, you go, "Whoa, that's kind of a lot of bugs." I'm, I'm a little bit. Concerned. No, there really are. I kicked aside a rock. Oh yeah, in our backyard up, last just... week. And they just were, there were thousands of them yeah. coming out of the rock. You should have seen what it looked like when I finally moved those bags of leaves. Oh, yeah. Naveen had a bag. Like, so we were learning, okay? Yeah. We didn't have to do yard work or any of that type of stuff in California. Because there's if no you, yard work. There's no yard work. There are not <laughs> yards where we work. Well, we had some space, but there's not the maple trees or the trees that a lot of leaves fall off. Mm -hmm. And then we didn't have grass. No, it was so, all mulch. I mean, you just kind of there, whatever. There it's it is. a much different lifestyle there. Yeah. You know, California is always in a water shortage, so there's not really the lawn thing like going it does, on. Yeah, if you have a lawn, you have to water it. Right. Whereas here, the Lord waters it. The Lord waters it. It just so, falls out of the so, sky. Someone coming from California to Tennessee might see the yards and have like a a total freak out. No, a friend of ours <clears throat> did come to Tennessee a long time I, ago. I would call him a friend of yours. Long time ago. And was like, wow, man, they're just wasting so much drinking water on these lawns. And we were looking at him like, dude, what? This is, bro, dude, you've been in California brother. too long. Because then you, you, you could easily look around and there's just grass everywhere. Yeah. Like they'll, they'll just be along the sidewalk. There's just pat like it's all grass. I mean, I was driving down the road and I was thinking about that statement and there's literally, literally grass everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. So the idea that someone would have to water all that grass, it's in, it's impossible. Right. But, it, so, but here, uh, there's rain, just grass there's and rain. rain. Yeah. Rain. It's just crazy. Torrential downpours. Yeah. But I love it. I, I missed that aspect of living in the middle of the country. I missed that there were lightning storms every so often and thunderstorms and rain and just weather. 
Yeah. Because you don't get a lot of that in the Bay Area. You get gray wind, breaks of sun, and sometimes rain. But if it rains super hard, that's like... It feels weird. Yeah, maybe once a year. And you don't get hot nights, which is... No. If anybody nights. knows me, they know that I'm a love summer. Yeah. Summer guy. Yeah. Next to summer and guy always, in the dictionary, it's a picture of Naveen. And I'm always freaking like pissed off that I never get a proper summer. That's true. Like in Santa Cruz, we'd get some really nice days for sure. Like when it when the weather is like hitting in Santa Cruz. It's gorgeous. It's the best. Yeah. But it's just so infrequent and then it gets cold at night no matter what yeah and the sun always hits around one it's gone by four yeah you never get that that like hankering to go to the pool you're never like damn i really want to get in a swimming pool all right i love so we've been uh having a little party excursion right cheney yeah like a party uh weeks and i love when it's like the sun's going down and you go outside, you're about to go to dinner and go hit, you know, hit the town and it's warm out. That's what keeps me that wanting, that's what best. keeps me wanting to party. Like I, it's I know, hard it's for me in the afternoon to not go, oh, I really could do with a cocktail right now. I know. That's the thing. So I associate this type of weather with being on vacation because when I was a kid, we would go see my grandparents in Florida and then... After that, we'd started going to my uncle's and aunt's house in New Jersey, which is on the Jersey Shore. So it would always be this type of weather, summer, like humid and hot. So for me, when I'm in this weather, I just think of being on vacation and like drinking beer and sitting around and not doing anything. So I'm going through a bit of a learning curve living (laughs) in it. Because you can't do that all the time. Totally. (laughs) Gotta get to work. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the summer, when the summer comes around, you see the people who haven't been in nice weather all year there. It's time to go. It's like, all right, now it's time to go boating. Yeah, time to get out. Yeah, everyone is on the. We live by a lake, and there's a huge. Every day when we drive by it, there are more people out there on boats. Yeah, now I wanna go out there right now. I'm this trying to rent fair. a pontoon. This is fucked up. But the other night we were looking at pontoon rentals. I looked it up. It's like a lot of money. It's 350 bucks. Yeah, but that's for eight hours. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> we probably should. Well, I was thinking if you brought, so you can have up to 10 people on it. Oh, so 30, bring 30 bucks a pop. Yeah, 35 bucks a head. 10 people on a pontoon though. That's, you're asking for trouble on that one. Yeah. We're just going to have to wait for our friend's kid to grow a little older so she can drive us around the lake we can all party yeah so how does that work if you get a boat if you rent a boat and i know everyone wants to drink on there does there have to be a dd or is it kind of like a don't ask don't no, tell situation? it's illegal there are there i don't know about here but there are lake <laughs> police officers that used uh, to be a show which really? we were watching okay what were we watching last night airline this, uh, okay airline well, dude the it was best a show, show about Essentially, people who were getting denied to be on planes, be, most of them were too drunk. And uh, I just realized they've made a reality series about literally everything that you can do. Yeah. yeah. Flying on a plane and getting kicked off of a plane, that's everyone's, that's a huge anxiety. Yeah. So to make an entire show about that. Smart. 
I don't know. I'm. It, I feel like I'm living in an airport, like trying to get on a plane, and they're yeah. denying me. They keep kicking me off. Totally. Well, it's part of our mindless TV watching at night. Well, you know what's funny is that th- every single person who is getting kicked off the plane has the same reaction. They yeah. all. They all want to call a lawyer. They say. They huh. say that they've had one drink. Yeah. And then they say <coughs> that they are trying to get a lawyer. Yeah. But I did notice something. So one of these, like, Karen, they're all Karens too, by the way. One of some the Karens. Of the, some of them are even named Karen. Yeah. So one of the Karens was like, oh, fuck this. And they had like four kids and she called their like lawyer. Oh, she actually got on the phone. With yeah. And I noticed that after she did that, they like got her another flight really quick. Oh, <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to use that. So I've, I don't know I've never, I didn't realize, uh, because a huge reason why these people are getting kicked off of planes is because apparently every airline or most airlines overbook every flight, expecting there to be cancellations. So this is why you should check in to your flight yeah. 24 hours ahead of time on your phone. That's what we realized. Naveen and I have both always been of the mind, like, why would I check into a flight? 24 that's hours dumb. early yeah i'm like that's dumb but that then it's dumb. like letting them know i'm gonna be there right don't, don't give away so my seat. you do not get put on standby so, yeah, i thought i was like i'm doing that because uh our friend was visiting and he did it and i was like wow this guy is just so on top of it man. yeah he's put together right which he is a put together guy true and i'm like wow he's really on top of it checking in 24 hours in advance I think I think he's actually just uh, what what we mean by put together is he's actually just responsible. A fully functional adult. Yeah. Not like us. We haven't really entered yeah. that that period of our lives yet. No, definitely <laughs> not. But I have been working this week. I kind of wanted to mention. Yeah. I've been uh, doing some recording in the new studio, and it's been a good time. Yeah. I got uh, if you want, I posted about it on my Instagram, but I've got. It, I've got it all up and running, you know, and it feels really good. It's a really cool thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So I've uh, been tracking drums for a guy, a few songs. I'm thinking about doing it more too. If anybody's out there wants some drum tracks, I, I don't know. know. We'll People see. actually contact both of us through the Copper Cab Gmail. I don't know if they, like, maybe people are under the impression it's easier to get a hold of us that way. Uh, but people have asked about both of us doing guest parts or okay. working on their stuff. So we both do that. Yeah. I really only do guest parts. Naveen does whatever. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think I've been thinking about it more. Um, after we get things more set up, I'll probably take on some more of that. But it's been fun. It's been really cool. That's awesome. It's kind of the first time I've done that in a really long time. Like fully tracked myself and sitting there and like editing the drums and stuff at the same time and it actually is not as bad as i thought it was going to be yeah yeah it's, you know, a- it's actually really cool i really i enjoy doing uh parts on other people's music because a lot of the time i'm sent stuff that isn't really what i would play right but it's always fun to sort of expand your palette and see what you would do over a part that sounds like this or, you know, things that are out of your wheelhouse. Every time I do like a guest vocal, I feel that I've learned something. Moved a little yeah, further. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Every session that I've ever done, I feel that way. Absolutely. Or anything, any band I've ever played in, any... Uh, any like producer you've yeah, worked with. I always walk away with 
so like a new thing. Like, all right, that's going to, I'm taking that one. Oh, yeah. Me. I mean, I feel like <clears throat> a lot of the reason why our new album sounds the way it does, not that we sound like this, but just because of Naveen's experience tracking the White Chapel album that you did. Yeah. I, I think it taught you a lot about kind of uh, getting out of the way of vocals sometimes. Yeah. And just, I, I, I do believe that that session helped our band kind of learn to mesh a little more and not try to have everyone yeah. be the star all at once. Well, they're like all about making the song the focus. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, I'm going to show off this cool. Yeah, it's not like this is this person's band. It's yeah. this is a song. This is who we are as uh like a group of people. Right. Other people when once you separate everyone, it might sound differently like if everyone had a solo project because we're coming from the opposite direction yeah, where everyone from... in our band had a solo project before we started the band. Right. I didn't, but Naveen and Evan, who are the main song people who are writing the song in our band, the songs in our band, had solo projects so with no vocals. Yeah. So when you go from that into a metal band that has vocals, vocals should probably be like the primary focus for sure in a at a lot of parts in a band or at least at minimum a like a consideration right rather than oh i'm just going to do anything i can think of i would make parts and then cuz there are certain type of riffs that are really they're really sick and crazy and you know oh vocals are going to sound sick on this riff absolutely so i kind of just at minimum would have that in the back of my head yeah like is this a riff that a vocalist would want to do something on? Mm -hmm. Yes or no? Because yeah. sometimes I think we've had parts that are like... And that's not to say that every part's like that. I mean, oh, the no. album is fucking in-depth. It has every type of heavy music that there is, including right. progressive, death metal, you rock. name it. It's got, yeah, yeah, everything. Rock. So it's all over the place. It's still really, um, it's still really wild. But... But it was... Nothing is an afterthought. Nothing's an afterthought. And with all of this being said, I think it made us more, um, it gave us the ability to kind of like focus in on what our band is. And when, for instance, the drums aren't doing like crazy soloing things the entire time, it makes the parts that are a drum solo yeah. stick out even yeah. more. Because when, when you're, at like a thousand percent the entire song it makes the thousand percent parts less noticeable yeah if every part's a thousand percent then that's just yeah it's one percent if every part is a thousand percent then it no parts then are there's no parts are a thousand percent if everyone's the <laughs> homie then no one's the homie yeah good quote there so uh, that was uh einstein's quote i believe from einstein is his final theory Actually, I saw. Have you been seeing that meme that's going around? That's like Einstein with like a fade. No. Okay. That's funny though. You know, he's like, it's it's basically like fuck boy Einstein, and he's explaining his theory. And I don't know that lingo, so I couldn't say what it is. Like, like uh, yo, this is Bammer or what? Oh yeah, what's the new lingo? Yeah. Uh, God, it's a three-letter word. Everything is a. Uh, I don't know. I'm too old for yeah, this. Yeah, me too. Everything is um. God, what is it? It's, it's like, like if, bam bunk or no, it's 
not, it's something it's not that I gas. thought was, I it, it, it's something that I thought was good, is now bad. Hold or on, something along those lines. I know like where the, I can find the answer to this. What Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> like the word is a word that I would associate with something being bad, but apparently it's good. No, it's bussin. Yeah, bussin. 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 So is that good or bad? Uh, let's look up bussin. <laughs> I, what, I don't know. What exactly is bussin'? This should be one of our segments. Oh, okay. Urban Dictionary. So like we said, we're trying to move into the uh, segment territory. Some people had some ideas, but we don't want to be a reaction channel, you guys. Let's think. Uh, I know that you yeah, would love ready. to see Naveen react to drum videos or whatever, but that's... It's not our field uh, of expertise. There are two people in this podcast as well. Uh, bussin is forte. Bussin is really good. Okay. So damn, Our that's age busting. is showing right now, Cheney. Damn, that's busting. <laughs> Let's see when we can use it. It's like, oh, Copper Crab Pod. My parents listen to that podcast. It's when, pretty good. When something is great, people may describe it as bussin'. It is primarily used to describe delicious food. Mm, okay. But may also refer really? to other awesome things, okay. such as outstanding fashion choices, cool whips, or slick bars, which I'm assuming is like a rap bar. A bar like a nightclub? The no. Club is bussing? Oh, like that verse is bussing, y'all. Okay, so Urban it. Dictionary says bussing is an adjective used when something is so fucking good. Okay. Usually when people say bussing, they're talking about food. Um, So you could use it in, is it bussing, Janelle? I don't know if that <laughs> one's going to work its way into my vocabulary. Bussing. Uh, I, I, I might try it. I want to try it out with my grandma and see and get back to you. Yeah, I know. You would do that. <laughs> hey, grandma. She's like, what'd you eat for what? dinner last night? Like, what? Oh, I had a, I had a hamburger patty with awesome. barbecue sauce over it, which is my grandma's specialty. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, was it bussing? I really hope that you don't actually <laughs> do that when I'm around. It's just awkward. I should. But, uh, uh, should we get, get well, some of these calls? Let's talk about, so we saw or, Witching the other night. Yes, this band we Witching. Uh, really we time. went to a venue. We have been going to a few shows. Yeah. So, uh, so we've been supporting the local scene. We've been seeing We've been a lot supporting of, the scene. We've been seeing a lot of openers, a lot of local acts. We have. You know, a lot of uh, national bands too. Yes. We've seen them all. And the last one we went to was uh, Witching. Yeah, we went to Witching. We saw them at Dark Matter Collective, which is a venue in Nashville. Yeah. That I like. I like the venue. It's sick. That's yeah, a good time. You don't like it? Uh no, it's cool. Um I was it reminds me of venues that I would have went to when I was a kid. Yeah. That's except why I like for it. way nicer. Because if I went there to that type of venue when you're a kid, well for for one, they sell beer. Yeah, so they the, do. If I had a, <gasps> went to that venue, that then. reminds me. Oh my god! I hope no one listens. Well, I don't care. We saw what were we calling it? We saw a teenage. A we saw a teenage heist. We saw a heist. We did. We saw a teenage. Don't say heist. what show it was at. Let's just put. The, we've been to multiple shows at, there. At we one won't of the shows, which show it was? We saw a teen heist. Naveen caught it, and it happened right in front of me, <laughs> and I didn't see. I'm it. I'm going to be an accomplice now that because so I'm not going to rat him out. This I didn't is rat how out. good these uh teenagers were yeah. 
at was, hiding what they were doing. It was uh, really pro. So they have all the beers selection Wind on the up. counter. Right. But they're full. And on the end was like a hard Topo Chico. Which is really good. Yeah. And uh, so I saw these girls like pointing like, you know, they're like, and I thought they were pointing at the bartender. But as soon as she turned her back, she turned her back for one second. They ran by, boom, grabbed the Topo Chico and they went straight to the bathroom. Chugged it. Yeah, chugged it. Which I was thinking, you know, if you're trying to like catch a buzz... A Topo Chico, one Topo Chico heist. It's yeah. not really going to get you there. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> well, maybe it was, though, because they probably weighed like 90 pounds a piece. So I don't, if that. I don't know if uh, that's like a grand heist, but maybe it was just the beginning of their night. Well, here's what was weird. They when, showed when, up. When we were kids, uh, we had this friend. I won't rat this person out, but they were very good at stealing from Walmart. Yeah. And they would go and steal just full-blown bottles of like Hawkeye vodka. Well... There's Which is the the Iowa low tier vodka. Right. Well, that's how it starts with stealing a topo. But sorry, I interrupted the story you were about to tell. Uh I don't remember. Oh fuck. I thought I told I thought I just told it. Oh, they so what was weird was those teeny buffer girls showed up, grabbed the topo, and then they left. They dipped. They dipped. So I don't know if that was and it's 12 bucks to get in. So, I mean, did they pay 24 bucks? I know. Just, just go stand that? outside of a gas station and get someone to buy you fucking... Yeah, shoulder tap. 20 topos. So, we saw that. That was a heist. That was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> we we have picked up on some faux pas that local <laughs> bands and opening bands do. Yes. And uh, we thought it would be funny to mention those, right? Those. What do you think, Jamie? <laughs> yeah. Mention so... This isn't coming from a place of, of anger. Or We're hatred. Not belittling anybody. Or hatred. But there's all. certain things that you might not know about. And we thought it'd be good to give people a couple no, tips. No, you, you also might not know about this because there are touring bands that do this as well. Yeah. You just kind of, over time, you learn how to not get in other, other bands' way. Yeah. A little bit. So uh, we saw a, a band who actually. Was kind of sick. Was they were good. sick. I was band. having a good time. Yeah, watching them. I know. I was enjoying watching them a lot. But actually. I think they did every faux pas <laughs> that is possible from the, the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So when they were setting up, I saw one of the members of the band run up to one of the to the touring band and ask to borrow a cable. So right there, number one, you are <laughs> in your own town. You need to show up with your own cables. Bring your own Don't cables. Don't borrow cables from <laughs> the national band. Especially a okay? cable. What is, the heck? Unless your cable broke. <laughs> unless your cable, oh, oh, unless I, there was a totally. Your cable broke and you ran up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. I wasn't getting that vibe. And I'm pretty sure I saw the drummer borrow some, like a throne and a couple items from the the national drummer. <laughs> pretty sure I saw that. And I, I also should say disclaimer. I used to do all this stuff. Of course. And my band of was course. really bad about it. Really? And I think there's even memes about like the local band asking to borrow a bass cab, that kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. So or like don't a do full-blown bass. Yeah. So don't do that. <laughs> if you really want to go the other way, what you could do is say, hit up the touring band and say, hey, I'm in the opening band. Wanted to know if you guys needed anything. <laughs> that would be... 
That oh, would yeah. be a way to freaking boom That's your That's an automatic in. Yeah. in. Like a friendship. Now you're friends yeah. forever. Okay, second thing. So that was the first thing I saw. The second thing that I saw that was bad was don't break down your stuff on stage. No. Like don't start taking the symbols off. No, no, no. You need to <laughs> no. get it all off stage. Just pull everything off yeah. stage and then you break down your kit. Yeah, and this goes for guitar players too. Everyone. I don't want to see you meticulously rolling up your... Take all the cables, throw them on the pedal board, mm-hmm. and move it off stage. You know, at this show, it wasn't as uh, like a huge deal because I don't think this show was on like a, a, yeah. a tour managed schedule. It was a more laid back but vibe. When but you're, when you're on like a, say a five band package comes through your town and you're the opening band, you're so stoked to play. The band next to you, like there's a... Uh, a schedule all night and every band only gets 15 minutes to set their stuff up on stage so any like rolling or anything that you do on the stage is preventing the next band from setting up and it kind of ruin it doesn't ruin but it goes into everyone else's set time for the rest of the night yeah it's unnecessary so here's what you do also here's another one appear to be hustling <laughs> uh, it annoys me when people are all just hella well, relax move on, don't do that on like, the first if i look up and i see you breaking down and you're like what getting stuff off really quick like evan and i have taken notice of that like we've been like dude did you see that lo- that local band they were fucking like hustlers busting it to get hustlers. their shit off stage. yeah yeah and i'm like pr- props for that totally that is awesome Totally. I remember we were on our very first tour and we were the first band on the package. So we were directly affected by what the opening band was doing. And we played this show. I'm not going to say where it was, but the opening band, they got done. I think they ended their set five minutes late. They were late. They were five minutes late, which was already kind of a, oh man, all right, we're going to have to hustle. But then, then they lined up. Um, took a bow, started singing happy birthday to one of the members of their band, and they were like shaking hands with the crowd <laughs> while they were on stage. <laughs> and so it's like, bad. You, don't, you don't see touring bands doing this stuff because we know that we're fucking over Let's the go. next band. Yeah. yeah, we gotta get off stage. Let's That's go. why it's a hustle. That's why if you come back and see me at merch right after we're done playing and you ask me, where's Naveen? Well, all of the other members of my band have stuff that they have to actually like pick up after the show. And the vocalist is the one member who can step away right? because I don't really have anything to clean up. But for Naveen, he's got to grab everything, take everything off stage, help the next band get onto stage, then go and break down his drum. There's There's another tip that you could do. You could quickly get your stuff off stage and then run up to the other band and be like, where's your shit? I'm going to help. Yeah, help. And don't and don't say do you guys need a hand? Because they'll say no. Just say, hey, where's your stuff? I'm helping you put your stuff on stage. Absolutely. Dude, I would be like, okay, this is... See, now we're getting into some... You know who I want to shout out? You know who I want to shout out from the Tech Trek tour for being the most amazing, like, helping dude? Andrew Kim. Andrew Andrew Kim, the bassist of Inferi, every day when we would show up, Andrew would just come up to our trailer and be like, you guys need any help loading in? Would always help. That's... That's, That's what pro. the fuck is up. 
Surface Pro. That's what's up. Volvidinia was really good about that too. Of course, everyone yeah, is really good, really good at it, but I just remember specifically Andrew was there every day, like seeing what everyone else needed. You know, that's a, a good thing. Yeah, I should do that. I don't even do that to my own band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if you helped us. Out. I know. I should. I should probably load but, in. But you know what they say about vocalists? I mean, what do they say that they're trash? <laughs> Vocalists. Other vocalists and other bands help load in. I, d- sure. I help I've... load in. I do help load in. <laughs> <laughs> That's such bullshit. I totally help load in. Okay. Sure Unless there are a lot of stairs, sure then do. I'm like going to hide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I just think thought of was... something I had to do. Yeah. Backstage oh, conveniently. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. I got to look cute before I can load in. So I did get, I got called out for that, remember, for not going to the merch. Oh, yeah. But I was literally packing up and doing stuff. Yeah. Someone sent me a scathing message. About and honestly, Naveen. when I got, they texted me, hey, Naveen, can you come to merch? And like, when I was finally done with my shit, my business, I looked at my phone and it was, hey, can you come to merch? And I yeah. immediately went to merch. Yeah. So no one's ever, like, there's no ignoring. It's that... From the moment we go to a show to the moment that we leave, it's just endless. It's work. There's so much work to do. For Naveen to do. For Naveen to do. For me, there's a lot of work to do on practicing my <laughs> no, but you, makeup I, I skills. Mean, you're on the last tour and multiple tours. You are basically the one watching the merch for the most part. Yeah. So that's Which I enjoy work. doing. I'm going to do it on the next run. I did it a lot on this last tour too. You did. For the opening. Hey, teamwork acts. makes the dream work. I think that it was a lot of fun running merch, but it's fun when the band helps, is down to help. Yeah. And you can catch a break because merch, honestly, for vocalists, if I wasn't setting up merch and doing merch, there's not a whole lot for me to do. So it's a lot of like sitting around or going to a coffee shop. I could have drawn more, huh. but but it gives me more to do when I'm setting up merch. Yeah, I wish that I had less to do. I I yeah. remember being bored on tour when I was back in the day. I don't know what. Yeah, and I think I, I think we actually did nail it. It's because we didn't play shows where you had to load in early. I know. That's what it was. I was uh so I was texting the vocalist of Witching on the way to the show the other night, like what time do you guys play? And she said, "Oh, we're heading to the venue right now." So I'll let you know in a few. And that was at like 6.15 at I night. I was like, dude, if I could I load in like, at 6, oh my life my would God. be... That's four extra hours a day. That's so tight. Yeah, it was great. Because most of the tours that we do, you you have to load in around... Two mi- or three. Four at the latest. Yeah, four at the latest. Depending. You, it kind of depends where you are in the lineup. But, oh man, if we could load in at 6.15, 6.30 every day, we'd just be living life... I would have Lavishly. so much time to do everything I want to do. I know. Because well, I think. Anyway, Chenny, we need to get into these calls. It's 440 minutes deep. Really? Yeah. All right. Let's get into these calls. So let's get into a couple of these so calls. So if you guys, uh, yeah, hit us up. Some people have taken advantage of the hotline so far. Let's do this. Uh, we need a little jingle. Yeah, I know. We're going to work on that. <clears throat> I'm going to figure that out. I was like, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was trying to find like an old school jink, just some kind of old retro thing that we could use. Yeah. So I was like lobster hotline in, in YouTube 
and I was searching through all the videos, and there was one that came up, and it was a guy, Lloyd Lobster, and it was the Lobster Hotline, and I was like, fuck, this is going to be perfect. And when I the when I clicked on the video, it was like not there. It wasn't available anymore. Ah. Uh. Because it had like tw- two views or something. I guess he like deleted it. But I was like, man, Lloyd Lobster, if you're oh, out there, man. if you're out there, Lloyd, if you want to give your, if you want to sell the rights to Lobster Hotline to us, we're we're coming in hot. We got like fifty bucks on it. Okay. So. Another thing was, uh, I was having some problems playing the calls. They were have cutting in and out. So hopefully this works. You know how we do. It's yeah. all tech issues all the time. <laughs> always be. But I. The ABCs always be figuring out bullshit. <laughs> always be. Well, I was saying for the Golden Lobster Hotline, it's always be calling. There you go. What are the ABCs of tour, babe? Not always be charging. It. Always be charging. Always charge something. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we got uh, and you know, not enough people. We haven't really advertised the hotline very much. Mm-hmm. So at this point in time, if you call, you're probably getting on the show. Let's put it that way. Yeah. We don't have enough calls to where we're like, all right, we got to pick and choose, you know? Right. We do have kind of a lot, but. But you're getting on the show. You're probably getting on the show. You're probably getting on the show. So just call us up. Uh, okay. So here we go. This is actually the first Copper Crab hotline call. All right. Of all time. Here Let's we go. Let's give it a shot. This is Aaron from Greensboro, North Carolina. On tonight's uh, podcast episode, you talked about being at a show where you saw some kid pass out. Pretty sure that was here in uh, Greensboro because, uh, Chaney, I went up to you and talked to you about it immediately after. Uh, hey, have you ever seen anything like that before? And then I requested a uh, form and void like a Punisher. Um, yeah, there's actually a video I took of you guys from that night playing Perpetual Miscalculations on my YouTube channel, Aaron Loves Gear. And also a commercial I made for a dating app where you can only match with me. Um, yeah, have a good night. Hell yeah. All right, so a little plug there, uh, if you didn't catch it, because I've listened to these messages a bunch of times. His channel is called Aaron Loves Gear. Check it out. And he apparently made a dating app where you can only match with him. Yeah, he he, he wrote in to the podcast like at the oh, very oh, beginning yeah, yeah, okay. about that. I yeah, remember yeah, this yeah, vaguely. Yeah, he wrote in about yeah. the... Wait, so... Aaron, where is? Can you send us the link to that? To the pop, does he have to the, the message to the dating app? Yeah. Uh, he didn't leave a link, but I'm sure it's yeah. not too hard. We to gotta find. hear it. Put it in the comments or something. Uh, Aaron loves gear. You're totally right. That's exactly where it was. Um, yeah. So we've told the story before, but someone just passed had out. A the, had a seizure in the middle of a show. Our merch guy, uh, Phallus, at the time. Ex-military. Ex-military. Or former, I don't know. X does that mean? Yeah, he's he not X. Yeah, he he's, didn't kick out. He's he was in the navy. Yeah, he, he for five years. He's um retired. Mm. I think that's it. Retired navy. He was studying to be a paramedic at the time. Now he's a firefighter. He pretty good, good dude. Try, he was you know doing everything he could to help this person, and I don't know what ended up happening, but we've heard that maybe this person passed away, which is tragic. Just so tragic. But yeah, that's exactly where it was. Um, we've, uh, it's been so many years since we've played Form and Void that I almost forgot it was one of our songs. Yeah. It was an old Anthea Shouts song. out. That's but we were, playing, we were playing one song off the, off the demo yeah. this run. Yeah. All right. You want to get into another? This is really cool. I know. Also, by the way. I know. This I is want... super awesome. Like I was getting 
I was just having goose pimples. I was like, this is so cool. People can call it. It's amazing. And it seems like it's working good if I do it off my phone. Oh, yeah. It sounds great. Yeah. So. All right. Shouts out, Aaron. Much love. <laughs> All number On two. the GL, baby. Yeah. Golden lobster for life. In the Venus is Sean Makita. I was just calling to try to be the first golden lobster to call in. I don't have anything even remotely interesting or intelligent to say. Hope you guys are doing well. Take care. Bye. Much All love. Right. All right. Shout so, out Sean. Sean is who made this. We should pull this. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, he definitely is a golden lobster. GL for life, baby. He made us this thing, which should be on display, but it's not. You know what sucks is in our room, we have tons of copper crab cool stuff. Like this wood cut. He, totally. I don't know. It's like a laser cut wood. No, thing he. I think with... he did that by hand. I'm not totally sure. Okay, that makes it even more impressive. So that's something. We also yeah, have like amazing. our cool sh Yeah, if people don't know, we do have copper crab shirts left still and they're really fucking cool. Yeah, they are. We um Like I don't know why more people aren't buying them because they totally I think we just never talk about them. Yeah, we don't That's promote an issue. Those. So it's we're whack. bad at promoting those. Um Yeah, we do have copper crab shirts. We're going to get some new coffee cups because those coffee cups flew off the shelves. So, yeah, uh, I think stuff like that is the move. And I think I tulip beer uh, glasses would be yeah, really fun. Yeah, we keep saying that every week. So let's make it happen. Okay, so the, so he was the second caller in. I know, Sean, Sorry, you missed your opportunity. You only get one shot. To he was three original. hours late, dude. Damn. Three hours late. Three Slip. hours. But uh, we've got... Well, you uh, know, you we, po we post these podcasts at like... Weird times. Well, sometimes it's um eleven thirty on a Tuesday, eleven thirty p.m. Yeah. So Sean must have heard this at. He I heard don't know, it at um, maybe twelve thirty. California. It time. was no, he didn't listen to it until the next day. Oh, Sean. Yeah. You missed your missed your shot. Okay, we got. Another, you ready for this next call? Yeah. All right, let's go. Hey Cheney, hey Naveen, this is Abby from Wyoming. Um, I'm calling you to talk about weed stuff. Uh, being in Wyoming, it's still very much illegal here, but we do also have Delta 8, like you guys have in Nashville. And I partake in that pretty regularly. Um, one of my favorite Oh, I think you just stopped it oh, when you did shit. that. Oh, shit. My bad. See? Oh, See, we're still let's getting go. used go. to it. With weed is to get nice and properly high and then do some yoga. There's something about, like, the weed just gives you a little bit more, like, focus, I think. And, um, I don't know. It just makes it easier to kind of, like, drop into a yoga practice. Um, I don't know. Try it out. See ya. All right, Chaney, what do you think about that? Absolutely. <clears throat> I would agree with that. Yeah, weed is, uh, pairs very nicely with doing yoga or I don't, I, I, the times that I've tried to meditate high, it doesn't, I can't really yeah. be laser focused, but as far as like, stuff. as far as doing something like yoga, where you're really trying to feel every part of your body and stretch and 
do that. I totally agree I with that. I could see that being really awesome. Yeah. And you know what's kind of weird about that call? Is while I was getting set up for the podcast today, I was like, man, I need to start doing yoga again. Because mm-hmm. I did it the other day for the first time in a while. And for, I don't know, maybe a few months when I was like going in my spiritual phase, I was doing yoga every day instead of working out. Yeah. And I'll tell you, man, I felt so good. I felt like I didn't have a body. Yeah, you start to feel, well, I, d- I wasn't doing yoga as much as you were, but I would do it with you sometimes. And you, there are so many, like the older you get, the more you feel like your your muscles need to be stretched out. And, you know, your body just kind of like gets worked. Yeah. Especially going on tour, which on tour we should be doing yoga all the time because I noticed it a lot on this last tour that my back will start to feel kind of cramped up or on my legs. Right. And yoga is all about stretching and, you know, making you feel good. So even if you like work out, working out can really working out has like the opposite the opposite effect so yoga yeah we gotta get back in yeah i know i was thinking that and um i was uh it was kind of weird and i wanted to recommend this book that i have this yoga book which is ashtanga yoga practice manual by david swenson this oh, that's is, uh, the guy yeah. who has the videos as yeah, well, right? He, he's got videos of all the stuff, but it's like super in-depth and it's got every pose and then um, there's programs in the back and then there's also stuff you can do like to work up to the pose or if you can't do it, alternatives, that type of thing. Really awesome. This he's, thing is, you, you could you, you could use this for probably your whole life. For a while, Seriously. you were uh, using his YouTube. He's got like a 30-minute yeah on youtube and it's really funny because it's like from the 90s i love so it it's like I, VHS I love tape. that it's from the 90s he's yeah, just like out in the middle of wilderness <laughs> doing yoga yeah, yeah in the 90s and it's he's like really nice and calming oh, i love it yeah, it's great and then uh but yeah the point of doing yoga actually is so you can sit down comfortably so you can meditate wow a lot of you guys probably don't know that there we go but that's why the physical yoga was um developed so you can comfortably sit down cross-legged wow but yeah uh shout out abby so delta eight i don't wonder if she's doing is she doing weed and doing that's what i was wondering delta eight that's what i was wondering because you know wyoming is right there by colorado so they've got i think she's probably doing the real thing yeah i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but delta eight is kind of rad yeah, I we've talked about it before, but I quit smoking. I am a stoner. Wait a minute, you quit smoking for what? I quit smoking for a couple of weeks okay. at the beginning of the year, yeah. mainly because I couldn't really find weed <laughs> when we first moved to Tennessee. Right. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll give this stuff that looks like weed a shot. We call it not pot. We call it not pot around here. Yeah. We're all into it. Yeah. Um, Naveen's got like a vape pen of it. And honestly, I did find that it had a lot of the great properties, a lot of the, it provided a lot of the great things that weed will help you with. Like it made you kind of hungry. It made you chilled out. Yeah. It was honestly, I really like it. It made you sleepy. Yep. It honestly carried a lot of the, it was a lot of the good parts of weed without the bad parts. And the, the bad parts are weed induces anxiety. 
Weed panic. you thinking about something you thought of, uh, said when you were in third grade. Yeah, when you were in third grade. That's what I always about and, it. Yeah, and you're like, why on earth did I say that? So, uh, yeah, I really like Delta 8. There's this other stuff called, um, God, what was it? THC. A? Oh, it's THCA. Yeah. And essentially, so we've got these like. Cha. We've got these really knowledgeable Delta 8 salesmen from New York who live down the street. Well, they don't live down the street. Their shop is down the street from us. Yeah. And uh, they were kind of going into the specifics of all of this stuff with me and what I got from THCA is that when you pick THCA because it comes from the the pot plant the cannabis plant when you pick THCA it doesn't have the properties that make weed illegal like the psychoactive stuff can't be found in it right. but then when you light it it all of a sudden because of the way that fire Wow. chemically works with the the plant then it's like weed huh but also it seemed like thca had a very very small percentage of thc in it because even though weed is completely illegal in tennessee it's a certain percentage of weed which is really small so in most strains of weed if you're smoking grass you're going to see 15 percent thc or higher you know if you're smoking top shelf weed we're looking at 25 okay. percent sometimes up to 42 or if you're doing a dab we're looking at the 90 percentile range but thca had i think point it has to have point under point zero four or just point four percent thc so it's a really really small uh -huh. amount but it does the trick okay at least did for you me, try the thca yeah that's mostly what i was smoking okay but it's still kind of like not pot, basically. It's kind of like not pot, but yeah, because you're not going to get like ripped out of frame. Yeah, that's cool. It's just a nice calming high. Yeah, I'm down for the Delta 8. Yeah. D8. Yeah, Date, totally. If you will. Date. They so, yeah, sell, they well, also, uh, there are trucks parked all over downtown Nashville that are like food trucks, but they sell Delta 8. And premium. all of the Delta 8 stores uh, are pretty much posing as recreational pot shops. That's how all the billboards look. They all call it cannabis, but none of it is legal cannabis. Yeah, it's not pot. Because I know this because I get excited every time I see one of those billboards. Oh, when you're in other states. No, here. Oh. If you're looking... Oh, oh like it when says you, cannabis bar. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's But it's actually not pot. Yeah, okay. Well, you know what? We're going to try... I'll hit the, the Delta 8. Chaney will hit the regular pot p and we'll give the yoga a try there we we'll, go we'll let you know how it goes uh thanks abby all right next Much caller love. thanks abby well, golden lobster vince here from cambridge ontario i found i finally got to see you live in toronto and i must say you guys killed it thanks for making it it was also great to be able to meet you both at the merch booth i was the guy wearing one of your limited edition tie-dye shirts if that rings a bell maybe and I just wanted to say I love the podcast and the hotline idea. I'm so stoked to hear the new record. I hope to see you again in the future. Cheers to you both. Fuck yeah. Cheers, man. Thanks for calling. What up. was his name? Say uh, I missed it. I don't think we got his name. He just said Golden Lobster Vince oh, from Vince. Cambridge. Vince, that's his name, Vince. 
Oh, Vince. Yeah. I th- it's transcribed as Vince. Like he's oh. going to do a vent, like vent something. Shout out, Vince. I do remember. <laughs> an idiot. I That's do remember idiot. you coming up to the table in Toronto. That was an awesome show, by the way. It was so fun. Yeah, Dude. we were stoked to see how many people showed up with the with the limited edition tie-dyes. That was crazy. It's always crazy when you like create something in your house and then you go out into the world Especially a wearable item that's so obviously like, okay, they're wearing it. It was really crazy to see people show up in those shirts specifically because Naveen and I busted our asses on making those shirts. I was like, my hands were on that. Yeah. I washed it. Yeah. Like that that was in my house. Those are totally done with love. It was really cool. Yeah. And we got some new ideas for some more of tie-dyes. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So you're going to, you guys are going to. You'll hear about it first, obviously. But yeah, I'm glad you got to catch us too. That was yeah, really cool. We man. finally got to do like a real legit Canadian tour, which we've been waiting for the past seven years of being a band to do. Uh, where did he say he saw us? Toronto. Oh, Toronto, yeah. Which uh, was, Toronto was an insane show. That was, oh, okay, that wasn't. That was the Opera House. That was like the huge okay. show. Okay, yeah, that yeah. was a great time. Yeah, so uh, thanks for coming. Yeah, thank what you for great, coming. What a great guy. Calling in, getting the shirt. I mean, this is so He's awesome. already a like, golden lobster. I love He's it. opted in to the program, the GL. The He's program. on the GL. Yeah. It's just really cool. And uh, yeah, we're excited. He mentioned the new album. The new album is totally done. Uh, it's turned in. Layout is getting turned in yeah. as I'm I mean, literally going are, back and forth as we uh, speak. Yeah. What, what, you know, we're looking we're, at potential release dates, which. Eh. Yeah. When you. <laughs> Uh, so a thing that we might Getting mention. Getting bummed. Yeah, when you're on a label and you turn in your album, they're like, cool, it's coming out in five years. Yeah, you're like, it's like, oh! All right, uh, the vinyl plant isn't going to be able to release anything until 2038. <laughs> yeah, like, so uh, we're just going to throw uh, that over there. Yeah, it's like, are we going to be a band by the time <laughs> this know. thing comes out? Or With that being said, though, it looks like we are going to put songs out. Yeah, in advance, obviously. Pretty soon. Singles and stuff. Yeah. I mean... But you know what? I think that... I'm starting to look at it from the bright side and it's that this gives us, you know, we worked very, very, very fucking hard on this album and we worked on it really hard for two. It consumed two years of our lives. Yeah, so I want all of our music videos to reflect that we're really interested in making our music videos like really cool, cinematic, really thought out, not just another here's a band playing here video. Else. Yeah. Which is what we did last time. Which is what so, we did last time. No hate. No um, hate. Yeah, no, we don't. No, no offense to that. We are obviously down. We'll do it if we have to. But it is cool to have that chance to kind of. Um, and really, when we're looking at release dates, something that we're keeping in mind, because it is ultimately our choice, uh, is that we really want it to be presented in a way that does the album justice. We did that with the album art. We did that with the mixing and tracking and performance. So we want the actual release of the album to reflect how hard we've worked on yeah. it. So, uh, 100%. yeah, album's done and we're so, so excited to we're share it with you guys. We're looking at summer 2030. So you guys summer 2030. We'll be hyping it for quite some time. Also, I think this album really, uh, showcases a lot of elements of our band that we haven't been able to showcase before. So yeah. we're stoked to put it out. 
Yeah. You guys we're, will hear it trust, soon. We're probably more anxious to put it out. You than know, you I would actually, I would actually really <laughs> like to, um, in some way, let you guys hear it first, or you know. I think we should have a little listening. Party. Yeah, I think it would be cool to do something yeah. exclusive with you guys because you mean a lot so, to that's us. That's something to think about. Maybe the first time we drop a single, mm-hmm. we like do it here. Yeah. And do like a live listening. Could be. Sesh. Could be. And it could also be a way to get people to start listening to the podcast. Oh. Ideas but I'll, I'm telling you what, when I read through those, or when I go and look at a couple of those comments on the music video, I better see y'all Golden Lobsters representing. Yeah, get Golden <laughs> Lobsters up in there. All right, uh, so this is the last call. Awesome. Um, ready for it, Janie? Yep. Hey, Naveen, how's it going? This is Just Sheldon. I'm calling from... Uh, I think you're cutting it off when they say Chaney. Yeah, but I'm up at- okay, so it's not me. It just that's what happens. I don't know why. Yeah, okay. So, so make you- sure to say my name second, so it doesn't get cut <laughs> off. Yeah, it's cut. It cuts off like the first second or so. I don't know why. <laughs> that's the best we can do here. Yeah. So they're mainly just talking to me. They're not sure about your whole. They're not sure. I noticed here. that when they wanted you to do the the drum. Yeah. Reviews. So. I'm just kidding. All right. So here we go. Oopsie. Oh, it's not playing. Okay, hold on. It went off of the Bluetooth. Always be fixing some fixing tech okay, here we tech go. issues. <sighs> this one's just like not working. Just play it up up to the speaker. Okay, I'll try to do that. Some of the downsides of having your own podcast. Calling from uh, the Minneapolis Twin Cities area, but I'm coming up as a uh, St. Louis area code. I just wanted to go ahead and give my props to the podcast and congratulations on everything that you guys have been doing so far. Um, I I was just as I was listening to the uh, the golden um, I think it's the golden uh, lobsters. I was thinking about that episode of South Park where it was like the crap people. I think uh, what you could do is you could sell like oven mitts that say that are that are gold or yellow in some way and says copper crab on it, and then your your actual um, calling just take your entire hand and smack it against your uh, smack it against your thumb and just say crap people. That would be pretty interesting. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to go ahead and say that um, hopefully you guys are doing pretty well. I'm really enjoying the um, the podcast. I look forward to seeing you guys on tour. I was also kind of wondering why you guys didn't come through Minneapolis at all. And that uh, what a big kick ass here. Uh, anyway, I better let you go. I'm going to go ahead in the next couple of days. I'm seeing your uh, good friends in Fallujah on tour up here. So I hope you guys have a good one. Take care and be safe. Bye. All right. I hope that came through. Uh don't know what's up with that but anyway yeah uh, much love thank you for yeah. all the uh congratulations and everything so lobster people or crab people <laughs> that's funny i didn't even think of that but i remember that have episode. you seen that episode okay. i have seen that episode yeah right, i'm gonna have to look that up yeah because that might be a we'll sound look it up and get a better uh frame of reference sound drop 
But yeah, we didn't go to Minneapolis because I was like, you know what? Uh, we'll do the tour if there's no Minneapolis. As long as there's date. no Minneapolis. That was, my that was actually. Thing. Yeah, when they sent us the the tour uh, no, offer, it did say Minneapolis. Uh, we were going to play Minneapolis and we replied and we it. said, you know what? If Minneapolis is on the tour, we're absolutely we're not, not doing not it. Down. We're not so, down. It's because Shani's from Iowa. And, and there's a rivalry. Yeah. It's high school football. Yeah, it's That's like mm, it we don't really fuck with Minneapolis. No, uh, so I think the tour that we just did was there was only twenty shows in the states and then ten shows in Canada. So we just had to cover a lot of ground, and they were just selective about the cities that we go to. But another totally. thing that's worth mentioning is that bands usually, especially the support bands on the tour, have zero say literally zero say the, the only time that a support band will have say is if uh we want to play a show on the off day yeah on the headliners day off so on that tour specifically we had absolutely nothing to do with booking it we get the dates and the routing and we say yes or yeah, no they say do you want to do this tour here's right. the dates and then so so yeah. it's all in the hands of the booking agent and your local promoter well, i so. want to go back to minneapolis because i want to go to this place this food spot well i have a surprise for so. everyone we are announcing some dates literally tomorrow on thursday oh shit and minneapolis is one of the days we are okay. we are coming back so we're going to make it up to you yeah. uh come and see the show but yeah we'll look into this crab people thing get we to the really bottom will. of it we really and will. uh i think Chaney, I think that's a wrap. On well, the we have a couple of actual questions. What? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to keep going. So Never people mind. have still written in. Let's go. So yeah, you can write in on the email. You can call in the number. We, you can also text the hotline. You can text the hotline. So we're making it like easy as hell. To get a hold of us. Yeah, we're very right. accessible right now. We're all about uh, being accessed. All at your service. All access GL all the time. Okay, we have two questions. Okay, da Oops, sorry. All right, we gotta get Naveen away from this hot voicemail thing. <laughs> Jesus well, Christ! Uh, you you want to do it? No. You could actually do it because it's Bluetooth to the Rodecaster. Oh, I could do so it. So you could do it if you want. All right, uh, we've got another one. So this is from David Wynn. Hey there, I have recently opted in to becoming a Golden Lobster. Oh, I got to say this golden lobster thing is catching on like yeah, wildfire. Uh, Crustacean nation. <laughs> I have been really enjoying the podcast. Please never stop producing content, whether it be music or podcasts or whatever. We can assure you we are not going to stop. David. No. Not going to. Uh, I have a question if you don't mind answering. How difficult is it for you to remember all of the material that you have written? For example, is it pretty easy for you guys to remember the material when preparing for a tour, or do you have to look at YouTube covers or listen to stems to remember your songs? Thanks for your time. Uh, I think for Chaney and I, it's probably the easiest because the drums kind of just go by like feel. Yeah. And then I think the the for me that is I'm not like the most methodical. Um, like write everything out in guitar pro right. kind of guy. Like just play what I feel like. So I'm most likely gonna just play it the same way. And then um yeah, I mean I could listen to the song a couple times just to like refresh if I forget something. Sometimes but... I do. Sometimes there have been times where so we played an old song on 
the last tour that we did called Chemical Flashbacks that's from our the EP that we put out in 2015. So it's it seven kind of a years rendition. Old. Yeah, and it's a rendition that we rewrote two years ago. So when we were jamming that for the first couple of times, I did notice there was a part that I was like spacing that it even happened. So I would get these two parts mixed up and I had to go back and listen to the song. But, you know, it, it just depends how much you've played the song. There's a lot of muscle memory for me in vocals. Like I can... As far as lyrics go, I've noticed myself on stage saying words correctly, doing lyrics, and I can completely detach and think yeah. about something else. Uh, but it, it really just depends. There are parts like that. I'm sure, Naveen, sometimes you have to revisit a song if you haven't listened to it in a while. Uh, yeah, and I actually didn't really do it like, this time around, even though we hadn't played the songs in a dang long time. I kind of just could play it. Yeah. So I don't have that problem. If if I was on guitar, yeah, I'd be looking at the, the GP. Totally. Um, but the thing is, when you play music on tour 30 days in a row, it just commits to muscle memory, and you don't have to think about it. Like, there's no remembering going on. Yeah. You're just playing the songs. Mm -hmm. I agree. It becomes that way. For me, the biggest stressor in going and playing live is remembering our set list. Yeah. Because we... That's something you got to remember. That's something you have to remember after a few days. It's just like, okay, this song comes after this song. It's sort of like listening to a CD. Like I've noticed... Or uh, an album. I've noticed that I'll listen to albums by artists that I like. And I always anticipate that the beginning of the next song is coming after the song I'm listening to now. Like you start to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So after a few days, the set list is no big deal. But for the first couple of days when we're playing, you know, albums completely out of order and different albums together, you start to, you, uh, it, it's not as easy to remember that right away. Yeah. Totally. Because we don't usually write out set lists. We just, we play a similar, the same set every night. It's in our, like ears the same the click is the same so right. you just start to commit it to memory exactly and i think another, another thing that you have to remember is honestly how to set up efficiently oh yeah like that's that's a huge thing for me mm -hmm. that's the main thing i'm thinking about like what do i grab first what do i because i'm doing lights too and everything totally so that's kind of a memory thing that you yeah. have to work on a lot of that stuff just takes uh practicing it going on tour there are so many things that you can practice a million times at home by yourself, but until you're on tour actually doing the thing, it's hard to completely know how it's going to pan out. So for instance, vocals rely so much on breathing. I would argue that breathing is over half the battle. You have to learn if you're doing quick passages uh, or long passages, you have to learn when you can breathe. Otherwise, you will run out of breath or your vocals will not have as much of an impact at the end of a line. So I can practice that a lot at home and I'm really, I'm good at, you know, learning when to breathe in our songs. But at home, I'm not exerting my energy playing to an audience. So when you're playing to a crowd and you start to realize what parts you really want to go off for, get the crowd into or do you know, a little crowd work, if you will, that's when you can really start to understand 
what you should do with breathing. So, you know, everything takes work and practice, but as far as remembering the actual songs, that's not... No, that's not a thing. Not really a thing. It just depends, though. For some people, it might be. Yeah. Not us, though. We're pro. (laughs) All right. Next question. This one's from Jake Miller. Make Jiller. Hey, dudes. Glad to see you all back home safe. You're amazing on tour. My band just put a new single out and we're recording the rest of our album. In your opinion, what is the best way to market a new album as an underground band? Much love, Jake from Scrap Pile. Oh, Scrap Pile. Love Scrap Pile. Uh, Let me know if you figure it out. Yeah. That's uh, what what we'd like to know. I mean, really, I would just say as an underground band, I think that it would help to make to have a lot of singles. You're not uh, having to work with what a, the, within the constraints of a label. So you're at sort of an advantage there. Um, make a music video for each video. Make a playthrough or for each single. Make a playthrough for each single on every instrument. Playthroughs do well on the internet. I think that a lot of the thing... If you want to build up your band, there's so much that you can do on the internet. So start to look at bands that you admire and ask yourself, what is this band doing to promote themselves on the internet? What's working about what they're doing? That's essentially what people who are in marketing try to figure out and try to do. Uh, Yeah, cool videos, cool playthroughs. Some people do... Stuff like what Volvodinia did with the Bob the Butcher thing and put that guy all over the album. There are a million different creative things that you can come up with to market yourself or to get some notice on the internet. Um, just figure out what what's your band all about and kind of lean into that. Lean into it. I think uh, this goes for literally literally anything, um, and it's just. The mindset has to be, this is what I do now. It's not, we're going to do this promotion for this much time and then I'm going to go do something else. Mm -hmm. It's just, here's what we're doing with my life. I'm constantly, and you don't even have to think of it as promoting. You're just doing your work. That's what you do. You put out videos. You write songs. You blah, 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 blah. But I, I would agree, Chaney. I think maybe... Maybe it's not even a good idea to release an album. Yeah, maybe it should just, just all be yeah. singles. Just release songs consistently. Yeah. And start getting the buzz going that way. You know, because I notice a, a thing that people start to do is they'll take five years to release one album. And then for the next five years or 10 years, they're just existing off of that you kind of have to especially when you're just starting out you have to be consistent with putting stuff out and you can't be too overly analytical about the stuff that you're putting out just get stuff out there don't second guess everything that you do because that can prevent you from growing if you just start writing riffs and putting stuff out then it's on to the next thing you can keep doing that forever until you have some sort of following. Yep, I agree. And you can just, but you have to think of it that way. Yeah. I mean, Chaney and I, we kept the band going and we haven't even put out 
an album for like five years. Yeah, we haven't. We put out a song in 2020. So we put one song out, and 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 what we've but we've been still growing the band. I mean, it's been getting bigger, and we're just doing that because oh, we started a podcast. We release shit on Instagram all the time, and I mean, we could just keep doing that for however long. I mean, obviously, we want more music to be out. That's where we want it to be out now. But if we can't, you know, don't throw your hands up in the air and say you have nothing to do. Just keep doing stuff. Yeah. Just be creative with it. Yeah. That's, you can't ever come from the mindset that like the well has run dry. There is always something that you can do. Naveen sometimes will just go in and jam drums for like 20 minutes and come up with just a cool drum thing, make a video and post it. Yeah. You can't, you got to keep yourself out there and don't get too caught up in the oh man you know we're not doing good now or this or that just keep going and no matter what if you really believe in yourself and you really if you really want to do something and you consistently are are following through with that if every day you're waking up and you're like i'm the vocalist for scrap pile this is what i'm fucking doing Uh, there's no you're not you're just going to keep gaining momentum and that's what happens that's how bands get noticed get signed get on tours usually because they're they didn't it's not because they put a hit album out on their own they're just they're just doing doing it yeah they're doing it but it's the same thing with with anything like the mowing the grass yeah i don't i'm not mowing the grass all right cool done mowing there i'm mowing it next week yeah i'm mowing it again the next week just, just stick with That's what it. You do now. Stick with it. Don't let the rest of the world um impact you because there is someone out there right now who's in a band that no one knows about and they're going to be fucking blowing up by the time September rolls around. Yep. Every year you hear about a new band, every year it, you it, there's nothing stopping you. As long as you want it, it's achievable. Wow, Cheney. It's true. It's true because I feel like that because I look at so many people that I know who played music with me when I was 18 and the only difference between me and them is that, or if they're not playing music now, yeah. the only difference here is that I didn't stop No. and I'm not, never going to. Never back down. Never back down. Never give in. Never give up. <laughs> All right. Dang. That's pretty good, Jamie. <sighs> All right. That was a good podcast. Yeah, that was a good time. Uh, I'm really. I I actually thought of during the podcast like pretty much the best idea ever. Yeah, and I can't wait to tell you about it. All right, I can't wait. Yeah. Also, I just want to say it's so cool to hear your guys's I know, voices. It's really awesome. That is so awesome. It it brings a whole new level of like connection between yeah. us. And well, a guy had asked us that on tour, like if we wanted to get to know the fans more because we're always kind of one way talking. Yeah. And we it's not something that we had thought of. But now that I'm hearing people call in and stuff, I'm like, this is pretty cool. I know. I really do want to get to know you guys yeah. more. So we get to hear your guys' voices. Yeah, it's so rad. Yeah. Um so yeah, keep calling in. Call the Golden Lobster Hotline, Copper Crab Hotline. Uh we'll be back next week with our hundredth episode. Yeah, we're gonna do we're we're gonna do wow. a live we're episode. We're gonna go live. So we'll see you motherfuckers next week. Love you guys. Have a good week. Peace.